Elvis has left the building. Elvis has and left the building. If you've been... Seth and I have a favor to ask. If you are enjoying Extra Credit, the Rock You podcast, please do us a solid and go ahead and share it with friends. Also, if you rate and review it on whatever podcasting platform you listen, it will get to other people and that'd be good. We want more people to hear about this stuff that we think is so cool. So share, rate, review, and thank you. Hey Rockers, welcome back to Extra Credit, the Rocky Podcast. I'm your crazy co-host, Seth Hinckley, sitting here with the Billy Gibbons to my Frank Beard, the Dean of Rock U, Mr. Matt Black. I feel like I'm in the navigator seat today, Seth. It's summertime. It's summertime, and we're back in summer school. I mean, I thought we told all of you guys to get all your work in on time, study for your finals, and evidently y'all didn't learn enough, so now we have to give you more lectures about rock and roll. Well, you know... (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to summer school this summer. I think I'd rather head out on the road. I'm feeling like I want to move around. I don't want to be trapped in a classroom. That is a great idea. Summer's a time for road tripping. Road trip. Yeah. All right. Spontaneous road trip for summer school. Let's do it. Let's do it. So this is our bonus episode. I guess we know what we're talking about today. I think so. (laughs) Well, so for our road trip... What are you wearing today? I'm wearing a uh, speedo. Obviously, it's summertime. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't conform to the uniform in the summer. I hope you I don't ain't going to follow your rules. So don't, <laughs> don't stick to the seats. Well, yeah, a little too late. Lay a that. towel down yeah. first. <laughs> what are you wearing, dude? I'm wearing my Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers okay, T-shirt. I have a couple of those. Well, so if you haven't figured it out, we're doing road trip songs today. We are. So our top five road trip songs. Yeah. All right criteria only that it had to be a car and it had to be a long trip that's it for me that's uh, no, it? no plane trips no train trips no short trips it was about a car and a long trip car and a long ride okay yeah. mine's just Mostly. about <laughs> road trips maybe long maybe not so long and or driving what's our over under you said it and i'm gonna take the under because that's the only way i ever win the bet <laughs> What if it's a 0. .5? I'll still take the under. You're going to take the under? Absolutely. I would have taken the under on this one anyway, I think. I'm, I'm going to take the over on 0. .5. All right. I'm, I'm going to regret this. I can feel it. Just because I think you might have one of mine. I anyway. think you might have one of mine, too, but I, I always am wrong about that. So. <laughs> All right. Who's going first? Doesn't matter to me. All right. Uh, it's summertime. No rules. Why don't I go first, and I'll give you the last word. Okay. Go for it. So my number five song is Running Down a Dream by Tom uh, that's where I was. That was where I was going to go with that one. Yeah. So it's on your no, list? It's on my It's on my honorable mentions list, but oh, when you said oh, you were wearing yeah. your Tom Petty t-shirt, that was my guess. That's your guess. Because that was what's on my honorable mentions. It's a really good guess. This is a really good song about driving that's co-written by Tom, Mike Campbell, his guitar player, and Jeff Lynn of ELO fame. It references their musical roots with the line, me and Del were singing a little runaway, making a reference to Del Shannon and his song, Runaway. The thumping bass line, basic beat, and great low guitar line make this one sound like you're driving down the highway. So even if you're... It feels like it for sure. Yeah, the song makes you feel like you're driving down the highway. Here's a really fun fact about this song. If you know the show King of the Hill, the animated show from the 90s and 2000s that was originally written by a guy named Mike Judge, 
Tom Petty actually voiced a recurring character on the show. And in the episode entitled Arlen City Bomber, Lucky Kleinschmidt, who is Tom Petty's character, says to Bobby, I'm going to help you run down that dream, Bobby. Referring to Bobby's dream of getting a freshly made corn chip off the production line. <laughs> it's a great song. I love it a lot. It sounds like driving, so that's why it does. I it does. So Re- reason number, I didn't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Just going to say it was my number five, yeah. running down a dream. Now the reason I didn't guess it was because I also have "Love Is a Long Road" by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers on my. Actually, that one's just by Tom Petty, but that's on my honorable mentions also. So I thought you could have gone either way with that one. But Tom didn't make it on your list. No, not this time. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. A lot of songs about road tripping. Yeah, this one is are. one of those that could have been could have worked out almost any way. But I'll start with my number five. Okay. Which I'm fairly certain is a song. I'll, not going to be on your list, I don't think. And it's more about driving, I guess, than road tripping. So I've already violated my own criteria. But hey, it's summer. That's what we do. Uh, my, my song is a kind of an oddball called Whoever You Are by a band called Gegita. Never heard of the song. Never heard of the band. You might have heard of it. You might have heard I'm, of it. I'm I'm interested to hear yeah. about this. Well, it's a really catchy song with indie and ska and reggae and pop influences, and it's just kind of all over the place musically, but really holds together well in a kind of crazy, chaotic way. But the main hook of the lyrics is, all I want to do is to thank you. Even though I don't know who you are, you let me change lanes while I was driving in my car. And I think anyone who's <laughs> taken a long trip, you nice. get that frustrating moment. You got traffic, and it's just nice when someone lets you in. Yeah. And uh, so it's just a, it's a, such a catchy song. The band, it's it's two guys, Tommy Jordan and Greg Kirsten. Kirsten, should put my glasses on there. That's Kirsten. There's a third guy later who came to play drums, but I forgot his name. And the name Gegita comes from, they each had a younger sister who mispronounced their names when they were kids. So oh. Greg, Greg was Geggy, yeah. and Tommy was Ta. And <laughs> it was produced by Susan Rogers, who was did most of uh, Prince's production. It was on the label owned yeah. or started by David Byrne. They're just a great band. I don't really know if anybody knows who they are. Uh, they got a little popularity for this song when it was on a Mercedes-Benz commercial about 20 years ago. Ah, okay. um, it's just a great song. And every time I, I hear it, it makes me think of driving down the highway with my windows down, or if I had ever had a convertible with the top down. With the top down, yeah. <laughs> so, Whoever You Are by Gegita. Cool. My number four is Route 66, the Beatmasters mix by Ooh. Depeche Mode. Wow, okay. Yeah. It's on my honorable mentions, too. Route 66 is, this one, is the cover of the Bobby Troop song, Get Your Kicks, on Route 66. And it was recorded by Depeche Mode during the production of their 1987 album, Music for the Masses. It was released as a B-side to Behind the Wheel, which was one of the singles off that album. And they released that in late December of 1987. But this version, the Beatmasters mix, ended up on the DVD 101, as well as their remixes 81 to 04 album and Andy Fletcher in the commentary track of the DVD from 2003 said this this is a version of Route 66 that was remixed by the Beatmasters so we did our original version and then we gave it to these very talented people called the Beatmasters and they came up with this it was mixed with a track of ours called Behind the Wheel we wanted a driving track to go with it so we chose Route 66 it was very apt obviously for this film regarding the traveling throughout America and also ending up in LA as well so it was perfect Martin actually got a call from the Bobby Troop guy who wrote the song when we did it to say that it was one of his favorite versions there's a lot out there and it is a good one yeah definitely stands out and Martin Gore said in a 1990 interview 
Route 66 was a complete DIY. We did this song in less than a day in the studio, and it was mixed immediately the next day. For us, there was nothing very serious about it. It was just a good B-side for Behind the Wheel, a song for the road. But everyone went crazy about it, and we used it a lot for the movie 101. The Americans even wanted to put it on the A-side of the single. In fact, I think this song was publicized too much, and it was not made for that. (laughs) I never understood the whole A side B side thing. Is it harder to turn the record over and play the B side first? I mean, I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get that either. But you know, they market it as yeah, the A side yeah, yeah. of the I single. Know, I, know. I know, and I don't know what the sales were, or how you would record that if you bought it for the B side or the A side. There's no way to no figure way to that tell. out. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that like this song a lot better than Behind the Wheel. So, which I don't know, at least not by that title. I don't you know should, if I know the song. If you don't know Behind the Wheel, yeah. pull that up and I may, listen to that I may, as well. May, I may recognize it, but don't know by the name. All right. So what's your number four? My number four is a song that it might be a little stretched to call it a road trip song, but it was the theme song for the movie Road Trip, which makes me, <laughs> which makes me think of it that way. Also, like Running Down a Dream, it's got just a feel to it that makes you feel like you're rolling down a highway. And it's yeah. got some lyrics that I, anyway, whenever I hear it, I think of road tripping. And it's Mr. E's Beautiful Blues by Eels. And okay. uh, Eels is one of my favorite bands. It's actually not a band. It's just one guy, Mark Everett, who surrounds himself with whoever he needs to make the sounds he wants to make. Um, kind of like Steely Dan. Yeah, well, that was two guys who did the same yeah, thing, but same but idea. still, yeah. um, He comes out with some really weird stuff that I listen to. I'm like, what was that about? Yeah. But then he comes out with these perfect songs, and you just can't help but be feeling good and grooving to the song. So the one lyric that I think has something to do with driving or makes me, makes me feel like you're going down the road is the, uh, the opening lyric, which is, the smokestack spitting black soot into the sooty sky. The load on the road brings a tear to the Indian's Eye, which of course, for people our age, we think oh, back yeah. to that PSA uh, about that littering. Was, that yeah. was on literally every Saturday All morning. All the time, yeah. Where, you know, the, the truck driver throws something out the window, and there's a guy, a Native American, Native guy, American guy, guy on with, the top of a hill watching down, and you tier. see one tear. Well, that guy, by the way, was uh, played by Iron Eyes Cody, who was Italian, not Native American, which is oh, pretty wow. typical, actually. Yeah. But in any case, that's definitely what that lyric is about, but it just makes me think of that that open road. Interestingly enough, uh, Mark Everett did not want to use the song as the soundtrack to, road, to the movie Road Trip, which is a great movie, by the way. Uh, he said it's one of the few regrets he's ever had. The record company basically forced him to. The, oh, wow. the, the album was held up, and they wanted to make a music video, and you know, have this in the soundtrack yeah. and they just made it hard for him and finally it's like he had to do it to basically get his record out as recently as 2008 glasses glasses 2008 <laughs> he has never actually seen the movie but oh, he wow. should it's a good movie it's a great <laughs> summer movie one of my favorites Mr. E's Beautiful Blues by Eels in my number four spot nice what's your number three my number three is not a rock and roll song but you know what I don't care when we decided we were going to do road trip songs this is one of the first ones that popped into my head because it's, a, it's just a story of a cross-country road trip. That sounds it's amazing. Good. It's I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. Oh, that's close enough. By a tribe called Quest. Yeah, that's an awesome, that's an awesome song. And by the way, <laughs> let's, let's get away from this rock and roll song trap. You know, it's all rock and roll. It's, it's on that tree. It's a branch or a root. It's, you know. It is. Yeah. It is. Like I said, this is one 
of the best road trip songs of all time, no matter great, the genre. Great tune, great tune. And I couldn't leave it off my list. Yeah. It's a fun, hilarious song about a last-minute road trip from Brooklyn to California where one of the guys leaves his wallet and then they have to go back for it. It starts out with this Spanish guitar riff, <laughs> and I don't know. They probably sampled it from somewhere. I didn't dig far enough in to figure out what the sample was. And then the beat drops, and the story begins with what sounds like a policeman taking a report about Q-Tip's lost wallet. (laughs) (laughs) So Q-Tip starts telling the tale, and he says, you know, his mom left on a month-long cruise, and after her departure, Q-Tip calls up Ali, and they take a road trip across America, and Q-Tip's mom's 74 Dodge Dart. The group drives aimlessly, and Q-Tip asks a four-foot-tall guy with a sombrero named Pedro for directions. And then, at a nearby pub, Tip is distracted by a wicked beautiful lady, (laughs) and she makes him forget his wallet. (laughs) Then they drive all the way home. Q-Tip drops off Ali, and only when he gets to his house does he realize that his wallet's missing, and he has to drive back to El Segundo (laughs) to get it. The wordplay in this song is amazing. It's so much fun. My favorite line in the song is just the random bit when they're at the restaurant. It doesn't rhyme with anything else. It's Ali got the fruit punch. (laughs) And every time I hear this song, I just look over. I don't don't know all the words, but when it gets to that point when Q-Tip says something about the enchiladas, and then I I always chime in with Ali got the fruit punch. Must be a good backstory. (laughs) I love that song. It's it's all about road tripping and uh, just, it's, it's a lot of fun. So that's my number three. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Ready for my number three? Sure. Uh, shout out to Mr. Rock U, Ted Lazo, for suggesting this one. You were there when he did. Nice. Yeah. And it could have easily been a number one, but it's kind of a downer. I oh. couldn't. It's summertime. You know, we want to be upbeat. It's Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Oh, yeah. Very significant song. Uh, one of her first hits, or if not her first hit, I think it was her first hit. Yeah. Um, from her debut album in 1988. First of all, an interesting backstory. One of the ways that this hit got re- this song got really well known. She appeared at the Nelson Mandela 70th birthday tribute concert. She was supposed to sing three songs, and Stevie Wonder was supposed to follow her. Uh-huh. And he was about to come on stage when he learned that the hard disk on his keyboard had gone missing. Oh, so wow. he left. He couldn't play. Oh my gosh! So they said, "Tracy, play some more stuff." So, <laughs> um, so she played, including this song, just her and her acoustic guitar, and it's it's a very powerful song. Uh, it describes a person who's clearly in a dysfunctional family relationship with her alcoholic father, right? And all she wants to do is get away. Do you have a fast car? You know, um, I don't remember the exact lyrics, but I want to take it to anywhere or something like that. It's just like yeah. let's get out of town. But sadly, the relationship with whoever is driving this fast car essentially devolves into the same kind of relationship in the future so you get the sense that the verses take place over several years and by the end the relationship she's in is a lot like the one she had with her alcoholic father dysfunctional relationship one of the songs and I wish I'd thought of it when we did our best bridges episode like some of the songs I referenced in that episode it's got this beautiful bridge where it becomes much more cheerful and upbeat as she reminisces about driving in the car and how she felt. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a bridge or a chorus, but it's because uh, it is repeated, so it didn't fit my bridge criteria. But it's just a beautiful song, even though it's kind of a downer. Yeah. Uh, it's got a summery feel with the light acoustic guitar, and it's uh, obviously a very significant song. Fast Car by Tracy Chapman in the number three spot. What's your number two? My number two, and if you've listened to this podcasting, you know me a little bit, you should be able to pick up that it's going to be Red Barchetta by Rush. (laughs) (laughs) 
as Getty says on some live recordings, and he said it in concert and numerous times, this is a song about a car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he means it literally, though. Yeah, they actually do. No, I'm saying I think it's a song about politics and about authority and power. But anyway, well, I think he's being I think he's being glib when he says that. But anyway, that's I, never I don't know. You you might think yeah. differently after all right, you let's hear, hear all here, this. Tell me. So uh, I was going to say, if you like newer Rush instead of older Rush, you might want to go with their song "Driven." But this is my favorite sci-fi dystopian future road trip song. The lyrics to this were inspired by the futuristic short story, A Nice Morning Drive, written by a guy named Richard Foster and published in the November 1973 issue of Road and Track magazine. That story describes a future in which increasingly stringent safety regulations have forced cars to evolve evolve into massive modern safety vehicles, or MSVs, as the author said, capable of withstanding a 50-mile-per-hour impact without injury to the driver. That would be amazing. Mm. Consequently, the drivers of these MSVs have become less safety-conscious and more aggressive and, air quotes, bouncing, intentionally ramming, the older, smaller cars is a common sport among some in the story. Neil Peart read this story before he wrote Red Barchetta. And he made several attempts to contact Foster during the recording and moving pictures. But Road and Track didn't have an up-to-date address for the author, and Rush were forced to settle for a brief inspired by (laughs) note in the lyric sheet mentioning the story. But finally, in July of 2007, because this was a 73 story in Road and Track, moving pictures was recorded in 1981. Mm -hmm. And finally, in 2007, 26 years later, Neil met up with Mr. Foster. Evidently, they hit it off pretty well because Foster and Neil rode motorcycles through West Virginia between stops on the Snakes and Arrows tour in 2007. So a Barchetta, as they pronounce it, is a two-seat car without any kind of roof. But the word is an Italian word that comes from a word that means little boat. And it's pronounced with a k, not a ch, like Getty says in the song. The basis for the song is Neil's favorite car, which is a 1948 Ferrari 166mm Barchetta. Mm-hmm. So it really is a song about a car. No, no, I didn't mean that it wasn't about a car. I just meant that the car was a metaphor for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's about know, freedom. maybe. But, <laughs> but driving is freedom. That's the way we that's, that's true. the way we often feel about it. Now, the rhythm of this song is confusing and intricate, and the crazy way that Rush wrote this one is described in the book Rush and Philosophy, Heart and Mind United by two authors named Jim Berti and Durrell Bowman. And they describe it as follows. Red Barchetta itself repeatedly, air quotes, fixes its temporal complications at the ends of many sections. <laughs> In the exciting passage that most closely approximates the feeling of speeding unhindered down an empty road, where the protagonist commits his weekly crime from 228 to 258 in the recorded version, the music is filled with syncopated accents that keep thrusting us forward. In addition, each phrase takes away two beats from the normative four measure groups in 4-4. We're moving faster than can be contained within the standard phrases. But the last group, punctuated with Lee's adrenaline surge lyric, brings back those two beats. We're entering a new zone where time can now flow freely. 
And indeed, in the next section, while changing harmonies takes us on a bit of a journey, the phrases lock comfortably into a relaxed four-bar groups in 4-4. The following guitar solo introduces further metric complications, alternating 4-4 and 3-4 bars for eight units of seven beats each. But again, the last unit brings back the, air quote, missing beat, making for a satisfying conclusion of eight beats before we head back into the main song. And for the final peaceful phrases built around Lifeson's guitar harmonics from about five minutes and 10 seconds in the song, while the initial groups imply four, four phrases lasting a somewhat unexpected two, six, and again, six bars to the song's fade, normative eight bar groups sound the rest of the way. If you didn't think it was complicated, it really is. But again, when you listen to the song, it doesn't feel like it's complicated at all. You just feel the emotions of pushing and rushing and then easing back and feeling more comfortable. Those guys, again, musical geniuses, amazing stuff. That's why Red Barchetta is my number two. Okay. Well, my number two is a lot less complicated, and it's a song we've referred to before. It's Malibu by Hole. Oh, yeah. From the 1998 album Celebrity Skin. And the uh, chorus is, hey, hey, you know what to do. Oh, baby, drive away from Malibu. It's got a a nice road feel to it also. Uh, Maybe not great that the first lyrics are crash and burn, but... uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, A lot of people speculate that this song was written when Courtney Hole was visiting Kurt Cobain in a rehab center where they'd both spent time in Malibu, traveling down to visit him or up to visit him. I don't know which direction she was going and maybe going there herself, but she says it was not written about that. She says it was written about a previous relationship. And for the second time in a couple episodes, I am learning that a song that I really like was written for Stevie Nicks, which I really can't oh, wow. imagine. But this song was written by Courtney Love with Eric Erlinson from Hole and Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins, who co-wrote most of that album with them. It's maybe their best song. It is pretty poppy for a hole but it's just yeah. beautiful it's just a great song great hook three note hook that's all it is great lyrics and great melody and great feel and great groove and great song one of the few whole songs you can listen to and get happier instead of sadder <laughs> <laughs> or angrier all right man What's your number one we're down to the number one the ultimate road trip song and because i'm from texas i had to go with zz top all right what now, do you got? I could have gone with I'm Bad, I'm Nationwide, but that's their second best road trip song. I had to go, Jesus Just Left Chicago. <laughs> this song follows Waiting for the Bus. If you know the those two songs on the record, Tres Hombres, you know that they kind of fade into each other. And like I love to harp on, those are two songs that should always be played mm-hmm. together. And while Waiting for the Bus was written by Billy Gibbons and Dusty Hill, Jesus Just Left Chicago was written by the entire band, including the drummer Frank Beard. And here's why you should always play these two songs together. In an interview with Classic Rock Revisited, Billy Gibbons explained, The two songs, Waiting for the Bus and Jesus Just Left Chicago, were written separately during sessions that were not too far apart. We were in the process of compiling tracks for for Tres Hombres, and that segue was a fortunate miscalculation by the engineer. He had been attempting to splice out some blank tape And the result is that the two came off as a single work. It just seemed to work. Nice. Billy also said, We took what could have been an easy 12-bar blues and made it more interesting by adding those extra measures. It's the same chords as LaGrange with the Robert Johnson lick, but weirder. (laughs) 
This song was never released as a single, and I don't think Waiting for the Bus was either. But it's the band's third most played song in concert behind LaGrange and Tush, which means they like it a lot too. Mm -hmm. So that's my number one, Jesus Just Left Chicago. All right, good one. All right, dude. All right. Ultimate song on your list. What's number one? My number one is from 1986, and it's the title track of a hugely significant landmark album. It's Graceland by Paul Simon. There you go. Okay. Paul Simon in that at that era was going through a sort of a tough time. His last album wasn't as successful. His relationship with his wife, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, was falling yeah. apart. His relationship with Art Garfunkel, his former musical partner, was falling apart. Kind of lost. And a young song, songwriter named Henry, uh, excuse me, Heidi Berg, gave him a tape of, I probably won't pronounce this well, but Mbakanga, a South African street music style. Okay. He heard it. And it really lifted his spirits. He dug into it. So he asked his label to track down the artists that were on the album or tape. Turned out they were Ladysmith Black Mambazo, the South oh, yeah. African yeah. Uh, singing group. This led to the creation of Graceland, which transformed rock music in a lot of ways, bringing yeah. in rhythms and, and harmonies that just hadn't been really used before. The specific song, Graceland, refers to a road trip he took with his son, but it's about a lot more than that. The repeated line, I'm going to Graceland, he used it as a placeholder. He had it in his head, but he didn't uh, want to involve that. And he yeah. just said, he never meant to leave it in the song, but he just couldn't get away from it. Yeah. And I'm quoting him here. He said, he said, uh, and then I think, well, I'm not going to keep that. This is not going to be a song about Elvis Presley. So for the time being, I'll keep doing it until I can replace it. But it just never went away. And after a few months, he said, I can't get this out of my head. I'd better go down to Graceland and see if there's something that the song is telling me. He went to Graceland with his son, which he, who he refers to in the song. Yeah. He never told anyone he was going. He never told anyone who he was when he was there. And he describes being really unimpressed by the house. I went to Graceland in 2016. I was also unimpressed by the house, which Elvis bought from a dentist, by the way. This wasn't like a, <laughs> you know, it would not have been on MTV's Cribs, you know, no. Pit My Crib or whatever that show was. He just described being unimpressed with the experience until he left the building. Elvis has left the building. Elvis has and left the building. If you've been to Graceland, you know that when you exit the building, you go to the place where Elvis's grave is, along right, with his yeah. brother and his parents, I think. I can't remember who I else is so, there. But, yeah. And you see this love that people have of Elvis. You see what, what he means to people, what this spirit of rock and roll means to people all over the world. And right. when he saw the reverence that people had for Elvis and the, the joy that he brought, it just brought him to tears. It's a beautiful song. It's a great road trip song. It literally des describes that in the lyrics. He talks about Mississippi Delta shining like a national guitar, which is a reference to yeah. metal guitars made during the Depression by the National Guitar Company, Resonator Guitars. Um, one thing I did not know about this track, the Everly Brothers sang on it. Oh, wow. And I had no idea. I didn't know and that And you can either. hear in the song, there are backing vocals on a lot of the lines in the verses. And they're really beautiful. Sure, I don't know how he got the Everly Brothers to... I, I, of course I do. He's Paul Simon. But the Everly yeah. Brothers sang on the track. And when I learned that, I went to YouTube and of course there is a, a short video where he's you know moving the faders and he's letting you hear just what the Everly Brothers are singing and oh, I, will, cool. I will put that YouTube video link in the show notes. Graceland, hugely significant song on a hugely significant album, great road trip song and my number one. Good stuff. I think we're pulling into the truck stop for lunch. For a little bit, yeah, yeah. but we got to do honorable mentions Oh, first. honorable mentions, right, 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 yeah, right. We'll do that right after the chicken fried steak. There's so many of these friggin' songs. And my number five and a half that just didn't make it mm. into the top five mm -hmm. is Radar Love. Oh, that's Golden on my honorable Airing. mentions as well. Yeah. yeah. Been uh, driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. <laughs> yeah. God, such a great song. I've got two versions of I've Been Everywhere. Got that one on my list one. too. 
Johnny Cash mm-hmm. does the original and covers it and does an amazing job with that. But there's another one, and if you look it up, the title is 1930 colon I've Been Everywhere, parentheses, in Texas by Brian Burns, where he rattles off all these towns in Texas that he's been to. Mm-hmm. Just uh, another great one. I've already said I'm Bad, I'm Nationwide by ZZ Top. There's another great road trip song called Carry On by a guy named Pat Green, who is a country-ish artist. But he learned how to play guitar where I went to summer camp, and my buddy actually taught him how to play guitar. Cool. So no particular place to go, the original by Chuck Berry, or at least I don't know if Chuck wrote that song, but that's the first time that know. I heard it was Chuck yeah. Berry. And then yeah. George Thorogood does another really good version of that. Rocking Down the Highway by the Doobie Brothers. Panama by Van Halen. I don't think you can have a list of road trip songs without this one. Drive by the cars. <laughs> Gotta throw it in there for the title. <laughs> and the name of the band. There's another song called Drive by a band called Incubus, which is pretty good. Drive All Night by Need to Breathe. And then the Indigo Girls have two really good road trip songs. Get Out the Map is one, and Power of Two is another. Cool. I'll leave off the rest of them because that I don't want to be here. I'm, I'm I'm waiting on my burger and fries here at the yeah, truck that's stop. Right. Yeah. Well, uh my my number six, the one that just didn't make it was Go West by Liz Fair. Love Liz Fair. Love that yeah. song. I had Radar Love. Chicago by Sufjan Stevens. He's got a whole album about Illinois. I assume he's from there, which is why I wrote the album, but it's a really good song about going back to Chicago. Yeah. Ride by Lana Del Rey. Another one I'd love to get on the list, but just didn't make it. This song is annoying only because it gets overplayed so much, but Take It Easy by the Eagles is a great song about driving, obviously. Running yeah. down the road trying to loosen my load. Uh, got seven ditto, women on my mind. Ditto Wagon Wheel by Old Crow Medicine Show. Yep. I do not like the Darius Rucker version. Um, <laughs> here's an, here's one I just suggest people go listen to. It's called Bole to Harlem by the band Bole to Harlem. It refers to their Ethiopian and it's okay. this is an incredible album and the whole Bole to Harlem concept is it's how you call a long a long haul taxi so there's a, oh. there are these taxi depots you need to go someplace and the Bole to Harlem Bole to the so oh, it's not okay. Harlem obviously because they're talking it's a fusion of American and Ethiopian styles yeah. just a fantastic album uh, but it didn't it couldn't crack my top five unfortunately because there's so many good songs I had Route 66 another candidate for Ultimate rock road trip song is Born to be Wild, headed on the highway, oh, yeah. get to keep your motor running. Uh, running on Empty by Jackson Brown, Surfing USA by the Beach Boys. Then there's that whole genre of we've talked about tour, you know, touring bands. So you got the yeah. Turn the Page and Wanted Dead or Alive, On the Road Again by Willie Nelson, which gets you into country. I had I've Been Everywhere by Johnny Cash. I had King of the Road by Roger Miller. I love um, King of the me Road. Too. That's me one too. of my it's favorite. More about trains, songs. though, so I didn't, uh, I didn't really want to include it. Yeah. Um, I've mentioned To Ohio by the Low Anthem before, which is a beautiful song about someone going back to scatter his widow or his wife's ashes in Ohio. Uh, Life is a Highway by Rascal Flats. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. About a bus, but close enough. Uh, America <laughs> by Simon and Garfunkel. Also about a bus, but close enough. Born to Run. <laughs> Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. Buses uh, go on the road. That's right. I, I, that I, I, counts. I'm counting it. I count it. And there's a whole bunch more. Exodus by Bob Marley. I mean, this. You know, these aren't really road trip songs, but just once you start getting into this idea of long travel or driving. Get Back, Watching the Wheels by John Lennon, yeah. I had Drive by the Cars, uh, The Distance by Cake, Long and Winding Road by the Beatles. I mean, you could go all day. And so we'll stop there. Those are my mentionable honorable mentions. Mentionable. <laughs> well, at least you don't have unmentionable, unmentionable. Oh, honorable I do. mentions. I do. I'm just not telling you. Uh, okay. I'm not mentioning them. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you want to listen to the songs that we mentioned on this podcast in their entirety, check out the Spotify playlist that we've got in the show notes to hear them all. So was there something on this podcast that you wanted to talk to us about? (laughs) Did we get something wrong? Do you not agree with some of the stuff that we said? Then you need to email us at podcast at rock-u.fr. Hey, rockers, summer's almost here. You got the summertime blues? Don't sit around at home and be bored. Come rock with us at Rock U in our summer session 2023. Starting June 26th, going through July 28th, we have weekly bands for ages 8 to 16, and we have acapella workshops with Jess Moore for ages 8 all the way through adult. Check it out on our website, www.rock-u.fr. Extra credit, the Rock You podcast is brought to you with support from our partners at Big Pebble Records. Big Pebble Records is your one-stop shop for all music production in Paris. Everything from the composition to the creative side, to the recording and engineering, to the mixing and mastering, to the distribution and publication and publicity. Check them out at www.bigpebblerecords.com. And of course, you will hear lots of Rock You musicians on that label. Extra Credit, the Rock U podcast, is a production of Rock U. Expertly engineered and recorded by my good friend Seth Hinkley. And our theme music is written and produced by Tom Walters. Rock U is a nonprofit association, Loi 1901, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>